Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another Empowering Chat. So welcome everybody to Empowering Chats. <laughs> we are in the month of Namaste, uh, meaning the humanity in me bows to the humanity in you or variations thereof. And I, I, I'm so energetically amped this morning. It's like I'm wiggling in my chair vibrationally because I'm going to have this amazing conversation with this gorgeous, beautiful, wise woman uh, who's written a book called The Seven Queendoms. I want to welcome Rima Benario. Rima, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Susan. I'm so glad to be here with you. So before we get, dive into the content of this book, which I am inviting everybody to purchase, it's it's going to be one of those go-to resources once you work through it, because there is work to be done with the book, but it's it's enlightened. I am telling everybody it's enlightened and enlightened wisdom just in the parts that I've read. So I'm going to just start with uh, one of the poems that's in the book because it's just fabulous. So um, here we go. I ask you, sisters. Oh, I'm going to start crying. Crap. <laughs> I ask you, sisters, will you die dispossessed of your body? Will you abdicate the throne of your heart? Will you hide from the wisdom of your soul? No, lovely, you will not. You will rise. You will find and reclaim your wild, wise, sexy, smart. I usually cry at the end. Oh, sexy, smart, sovereign self. Hands of your sisters and rise. We will not cut ourselves into a thousand pieces to try to take up less room or fit in the space we have been told is ours. This is our life. This is our castle. And it longs for our queen to come home, to awaken, to sit down, to be here now, to lead and to love. Heed the call, sisters. Come home to your heart. Come live in your skin. Come dance with your soul. Be truly, deeply, madly home. For you have waited long enough. <laughs> okay, I gotta get Kleenex. Um, Rima, the, this, this, just that alone affected me so much because you describe a, a journey I have personally been on, cutting myself into a thousand pieces so I can fit into a smaller space, disowning my physical existence so that nobody would notice I was here because of whatever the reason, right? And and I think it's so true of so many women. There is this this um, 
I, I heard disenfranchisement. That's not it. This disassociation within, within each of us. And we look outside of ourselves to get the validation. And, and you talk about as within, it starts within. So let's dive into this. I just, why, why queendoms and queen and all that? Well, it's a great question and it, it really comes down to the concept of sovereignty. So mm -hmm. sovereignty is this notion that we have absolute uh, authority over ourselves. We are free from external influence and we are able to be in a state of self-governance. And this is not the case. Most of us haven't felt truly sovereign in our lives. And that poem you read talks about the journey that many of us have been on to reclaim the truth that we have the right to exist. We have the right to take up space. We have the right to be in communion with our soul and to move from our soul in the world. And that means sometimes we fly in the face of what the external world tells us. We're supposed to look like, act like, speak like, want to do with our right. lives, you know? Right. And, and, and that can be a challenge, you know, that can be confronting for the people in our lives. And, and so this idea of using the queen archetype as a, a focal point that allows us to draw the feeling nature of this queen energy into our bodies, we can actually embody it, we can feel it, we can know what it is to be the sovereign of our own lives, to be the queen of our own lives. And it's been such a powerful game changer for me and for my students. And so I, I owe so much to this archetype and having the, had the privilege of coming to know her deeply. So, it, you know, it is not, uh, it is absolutely divine right timing that we are having this conversation shortly after Queen Elizabeth passed. Yeah. And I'm not a Anglophile necessarily. I'm more of a Francophile. I love France, but uh, I felt the, the, I have felt the loss in the sense of, as she has transitioned the space that she held for so many women without them even knowing it is now void. That's how, you know, so it's, so it's interesting that, and now your book, we're talking about the seven queendoms and, and, and you're calling each, anyone who gets their hands on this book or works with you to embody that throne, to sit on the throne. And it's not just the game of thrones or the English throne, but, the throne within, like you said, within your soul, within your beingness. That's, it, it, it's just so perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah, I, I, I really admire what she represented was kind of a, an anchor for the world during decades of fast and furious change you know she yeah. she had a kind of legacy and a consistency and in her own way and with the with the experience she was in inhabiting she moved the ball forward in the ways that she could and you know while nobody is perfect this is not about perfection this is about each of us looking at that example 
of someone that is truly resourced, right? How can we be truly resourced so that we can be the captains of our ship, you know, the, the one who is on the throne, the one who is making the decisions in our lives, rather than being at the whim of the way the wind is blowing. And I, I do this work and I'm so passionate about this work because I believe that what we do at the individual level matters. It matters at the global level. It matters at the macro level, what we do at the micro level. And every woman, every person who chooses to step more fully into their own sovereignty and connect with their own soul and live from their soul is going to be a person that helps to create a world that's more just and more fair and more equal and more loving and more inviting and and helps us shape the the future we're seeking to create yes i i totally agree you wrote in your book um we are incarnated during uh, an epic time of change and that that has been resounding i've been feeling it for like the last 10 years well all my life i guess but really intensely the last 10 years and then especially the last five years i include five years mm -hmm. because i'm an american um so let's let's talk about the archetype of queen okay so would you define what an archetype is for those of, of us that don't know i just recently started dipping my toe into archetypes i i'd studied them a little while ago but then i was reminded that that might be useful right now so what is an archetype well an archetype is really a form of energy that's collected in a narrative that is common across cultures. And what happened is that researchers were finding cultures, even groups in the Amazon, for example, that had never had any contact with the outside world. And they discovered that it didn't matter whether they'd had any contact with, quote, the outside world or not. We all had, as human cultures, human families, we had ideas about certain energies, whether that's the great mother archetype or the hero archetype or the sovereign and queen king archetype. Um, we, we have these stories or narratives that it's like a short form that gathers up a cluster of information that's available that you can pull on by just noting the one word. And so when we say queen, it brings to mind a whole slew of qualities, of experiences, of feelings that is consistent across cultures. So it's important for us to use these tools to help ourselves grow because they get behind the conscious mind. They tap into something very, very deep in the human psyche. And that's why they show up all across the world. And it allows us to be able to move past some of our blocks and resistance to these ideas because we're going, we're going to, to these deep, deep places where there's meaning. So <clears throat> when you say the word queen or when I say the word queen, for me, it is in relationship, it is somebody else. I ain't that. I'm never that. Why would I, oh, you know? So what do you say to somebody who has that kind of a, a feeling tone that's so disassociated from actually the truth? Well, that's that's the beginning of the work. That's is to notice that to notice that we have a a bit of a challenge 
holding a sense of our personal power. And that's, that's not surprising. I mean, my growing up years, I didn't have really good models of personal power. I saw a, um, a disem disempowered mom and an, an over-empowered dad. Yep. And, and looking out in the world, I saw a lot of abuse around power. I grew up in the Catholic church. And so there was a lot of weirdness around power. <laughs> as you might imagine. And so sometimes we wholesale reject the idea of being powerful because we've seen so much bad act action, right? Bad behavior in quote powerful people. But if we leave the power in the hands of those that are lacking a moral compass or a connection to their soul, then the world is going to be guided and shaped by those that are only interested in their own self benefit. And mm -hmm. those of us that are interested in being uh, part of a world that works for all, it's really our responsibility. It's really our deep responsibility to make friends with our power and learn how to embody our power in healthy ways. And when I talk about the queen archetype and I talk about teach women how to discover and embody their set, the seven queens that I broke the queen archetype into these seven queens to make it a little bit easier, I, I, I am very clear that we're not talking about creating power over it's not about you know riches it's not about bossing people around it's about self-authority and becoming free from the conditioning we grew up with that's that rides just beneath the surface kind of like our our computer's operating system most mm -hmm. of us don't pay attention to what's going on in the operating system until there's a problem and that <laughs> operating system is the thing that guides everything we do. And so most of us have been gifted with faulty operating systems where we have faulty beliefs, we have uh, wounds, unhealed childhood wounds that are still active beneath the surface. And if we're unaware of that, then we're not living from a truly sovereign place. We're just living out old patterns, old beliefs, old conditioning, sometimes without even being aware of it. And we can't create the life we want if we're not in a conscious relationship with, with that. Well, yeah, and this has been my uh, life journey, soul journey, and especially the last year, um, I called a circle of uh, highly intuitive spiritual uh, healers and uh, to help me heal my inner uh, stuff, physical stuff, but it then, of course, became inner stuff. And every woman on the circle, because it's a circle, right, is benefiting from the healing work. And so it, it, so because a circle can contain everything and yet, uh, so, so it doesn't like go away. It's a never ending thing. Right. Um, so this idea of having so self sovereignty, so say the word sovereignty. Thank you. <laughs> self authority, um, is so important because I think women have never really had decent role models the women that stepped into business and to power like say during uh the women's liberation movement they had to put on suits right and they had to interact in a way that the good old boys club wouldn't kick them out which they did a lot but and in your book you talk about 
the patriarchy, I say patriarchy, um, that has been every, almost every country, almost every, I'm not, not every country, but almost every country operated, is operating under a patriarchal system where there is one authority and everybody has to do what he says. Well, I think when I talk about this, it's it's useful to talk about it from the standpoint of energy that we have. We have right now in the world, as you as you very rightly point out, we live under a, a patriarchal point of view, which prioritizes and preferences masculine forms of power, masculine forms of energy. And that means not, and I really want to be clear about this because it's, it's easy to get these terms confused. When we're talking about the archetypal energy of masculine and feminine, this is not about gender or about sex. All of us have masculine energy in us and we have feminine energy in us. And it's useful sometimes to bring it down to the very basic words of masculine energy is like an output. Mm -hmm. and feminine energy is like a magnetic drawing inward and we need the two of them they work together they're in a they're in a polarity uh, which means they they function well together when they when they're organized well and so we as a culture as a global family have been prioritizing the outward energy the push energy the 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 constant doing energy at growth never-ending growth energy and we're getting to the point where we're seeing diminishing returns oh yeah constantly focusing on that and we some we to the point where we've we've sort of derided the the some of the feminine principles of things like rest and things like renewal and cycles cycles of up and down um and where there's a kind of an activity that is inwardly directed and so when you talk about the women's movement and and what happened for women is we needed to have access to the economics of the day we needed to have economic power we we didn't have that and and in order to gain entry into the highest levels of that we had to mimic masculine power patterns we had to dress like you say with in, in what was considered more masculine garb of the suits and we had to show up in that very hard-nosed way and i'm so grateful for some of those women warriors that broke down you know you're 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 butting up against the marble halls you better have us you know a tough edge to break yeah. through and and that's not the end of what it means to be an empowered woman that's just the beginning and because they've broken that through and broken that open it's made space now for us to actually see oh there's this other form of power that's available to us this feminine form of power that's softer that's more intuitive that's moves more from the soul, from the inside, that when we bring that form of power to the table and we put the doing in service to the being, something absolutely magical becomes possible. And we have a lot of, uh, we owe so much to the women that that did yes. that, created that space. And I, I, I'm not somebody who says it's not okay to have the high power job and do all of the things. 
it's wonderful to do all that. And some of us are noticing that we are utterly and completely exhausted by that effort. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is that uh, somebody born into a female body who, who has a, a female body runs energy in a particular way that's different than the way the male body runs energy. And, and that was news to me. I had no idea that I was running my energy in a way that was causing me to feel drained on a regular basis. And that if I just made some adjustments to how I was using my energy and moving my energy, I, I could still do all the things and be nourished and nurtured and cared for and soft and luscious and juicy at the end of the day instead of feeling dry and cranky and blown out and exhausted. You know, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm, uh, this actually, you saying the feminine, the female body runs energy differently is the first I've heard of it. And, and the minute you said it, I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because that's been my experience of exhaustion and, and when, so last year I had to just completely stop. And that's when I called this healing circle. And I started to take time. If I, if my body said, go take a nap, I took a nap. If my body said I'm hungry, I ate something, you know, or go for a walk or, you know, do, do simple things to nourish and nurture. And so can I, can we I don't just, do that. No, I just want to really, <clears throat> really speak to that because what you're saying there is so important as young girls we get taught from the very beginning not to listen to our bodies oh god that's why that poem at the beginning just and triggered so, me because so yep. it's like a revelation to eat when you feel hungry to be willing to stop and go do that or to go stop and take a 20 minute nap or to put push the work away for the moment that's too frustrating and it's not happening. The yes. deadline, the deadline, that's a masculine form of working to deadlines. And I'll tell you, I had this, you know, when I hit my wall and had to go through this same shift, I made a commitment to myself that I was only gonna do things that I had the energy to do in my business. And that scared the life out of me because I had clients and I had ex people had expectations and things. Oh like my God, that. I went through it too, yes. You know, and what I learned was that if I waited until I was actually inspired to do the work, not only was the work that I generated better, I could get it done in half the time. And I, you know, it took months of sort of holding on with this blind faith. It's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come till I got to where I could trust it. And now I completely trust it. And I, yes, I still have my to do's and I have a sort of general mm -hmm. sense of when things need to be done. But I really trust the divine timing of when things appear and arise. And I act as being my action is now inspired from the beingness inside of me and that's my the feminine actually needs to be guiding the masculine and if you think about it in this way it's like the sovereign energy the queen is directing her captain of the guard right rather than the captain of the guard or the warrior class just deciding to oh we like to fight let's woo let's go out and 
you know, start <laughs> do whatever there is to do without having a strategic direction, without having a clear focus, without being, for me, soul guided. So my action has to come from that inner place that is the throne you were talking about. It's it's the seat of the power that belongs to the queen. And, and giving myself permission to inhabit that energy i mean i don't run around and call myself the queen even though i have little things you know the queen <laughs> um that's fun it's really more about how i move in the world and how i am in relationship to myself to how i how i uh take responsibility for the way that i use my attention and my energy um and i love that because it is a it is a at least it in my experience, it was, it's a dramatic shift and it has to be done consciously. You, you can't just go one day, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's, it's a, again, it, it's like shifting your perspective just a few degrees and then practicing staying focused on the, the, the new way of being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's this tension that we feel and again this is a lot of us have been conditioned into this that we we are supposed to think of others first before we think of ourselves and women so, are supposed to think of others first yeah so there is this absolute um tension between how do i take care of others which may give me great pleasure you know to, to right see that people are happy but i i can't do it at the expense of myself and what we want to try to do, what I hope that I can help women do is to notice that you can take care of yourself without ditching everybody else. And that in fact, you're going to be better at caring for the people you love if you're also taking exquisite care of yourself because you won't give to the point of giving out. Then we end up in the fu 50s you know <laughs> it's like okay it's all about me now and That's uh, right. you know we we actually we actually do need to take a moment where we pause and say you know it, it's my time it's my turn and and there are ways to do that so that we fill our own well and that allows us to give from a place of luscious overflow rather than having the belief that if we just take care of everybody else then someone's gonna ride in and take care of us oh and yeah doesn't happen it, it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen didn't happen no. ever still not happening right mm -mm. not happening let me just say it i just say nobody's coming it, it there's is nobody <laughs> to rescue you from yourself that's right. our job and it's an inside job and as we do that work we have to risk reorganizing and renegotiating agreements and sometimes we have a whole lot of agreements nobody agreed to and <laughs> yeah you know putting those into a conscious organized framework that says that i matter i matter i get to have time for me and you know, my spiritual practice, my my personal energetic practices now, they're essential for my happiness. They're essential for my business success. They're essential for my success as a wife and a mother. Because when I'm happy and fulfilled, everything is better. 
everything is better. And my family will tell you they're so grateful I went on this journey. And, uh, you know, the person that I am today is so much more enjoyable and fun to be around than I was before when I was push, 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 trying to make everything happen. Yeah. And make every, and also in the push, making things happen wasn't, at least in my uh, life, it was also like maintaining. Here's the status quo. Let's just maintain it. Don't, nothing need, we're not shifting any pieces here just because that's all I can do. Right. Because well, I was doing it all. All the plates spinning, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's precarious. And yep. sometimes things, we have to be willing to let some things drop. And that can be painful and difficult and it's worth it. It's worth it in the end if what you create for yourself is a truly authentic life. And that's yes. also why I think it's so important to have sisters, to have community, to have circles, as you were saying, to do the work because it takes a lot of reprogramming ourselves often that's to <clears throat> say no, to find our holy no. And you know what, and I so appreciate that you, you said that because in my existence, when I think I'm saying no, I'm actually saying yes. And so to have a circle of women that you trust, um, women that are in a similar vibration as you, you know, uh, uh, so that you, you know, you can all eat everybody in, in my experience, people reflect back from with the eyes of love, you know, with statements of love, with statements of support and not criticism and not judgment. And, and when we're redefining ourselves or learning how to discover ourselves from within and we don't necessarily trust, we need that reflection, that container of a circle to hold us while we investigate really who am I now without all that previous stuff that was making me miserable and unhappy mm -hmm. yeah and they help us have permission you know permission to to take care of ourselves permission to love ourselves so much that we're willing to make difficult decisions and maybe oh, yeah. disappoint others sometimes mm-hmm mm -hmm. so Rima let's go back to the archetypes so you broke the, the one archetype queen into seven. So tell everybody briefly what each one is and why. Well, I discovered that there were multiple kinds of sovereignty that I wanted to work on in my life. And some of them I was already doing well in and others, I, it was pitiful. And so it helped me to, to break it apart. And so the seven queendoms operate over these seven forms of sovereignty. There's spiritual sovereignty, mental sovereignty, uh, what I call Dharma sovereignty, which is really about your work in the world, you know, your career, your passions, your, your, uh, the things you create and express, um, you, emotional sovereignty, energetic sovereignty, sexual sovereignty, and physical sovereignty. And so there's a queen for each of those and they follow along the divine queen, the visionary queen, the expressive queen, the loving queen, the empowered queen, the passionate queen and the grounded queen. And each of these queens has, uh, I've written out in the book, a, a section uh, to describe what it is that that queendom's all about. And what are some of the challenges that we might have faced growing up that could have caused us to get distortions in those areas. So 
for example, in my house growing up, there was a huge premium placed on intelligence. We were not mm. sporty people. Uh, we, it wasn't about looks. Nobody was like, we didn't have, we, were, we weren't super well off. So it wasn't about, you know, designer clothes or, you know, the cars or anything like that. It was really about how smart are you? My father was a professor. My mom stayed at home. So it was all about grades. And that was, so having mental sovereignty was like, paramount in my house and there were good things that came of that like i became a good student i actually really loved school but one of the things that i discovered is that there are two shadow sides to each of these queens and so the visionary queen that's very tapped into our our mental sovereignty she can have us get into trouble if we have too much of a good thing with that or not enough of the good thing. And so too much of that sort of mental capacity can lead us into the arrogant queen. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the know-it-all energy. And mm -hmm. I, my, I mean, really and truly, I lived with the king know-it-all of all know-it-alls in my house. And, and my, my dad, I love him dearly and done so much healing work around my parents. I have a, just a treasured, beautiful relationship with them now. And growing up, I mean, he had an opinion about everything and would tell you about everything and knew about everything. And there wasn't really a lot of space for anybody else. And so I learned how to do that. And I grew up very opinionated. And it took <laughs> me some years to begin to notice, oh gosh, I'm, I'm kind of obnoxious. <laughs> opinions that I have. And to learn to have, um, some humility and some space in that. Um, the opposite end of that spectrum is to not have confidence at all in our thinking or not care about intelligence, not care about mental sovereignty. And so we are the sort of, that's the foolish queen, right? Where where we don't we don't research, we don't take into account what's going on. We believe anything that comes our way and we're just, uh, you know, easily taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. and we don't, don't want to be in that camp either. So these queens are all about finding this center path of the third way, if you will, of the of the that holds the healthy version of being sovereign. Um, so let's talk about the sexy queen, because you know, really, I mean, where's the sex? Queen Elizabeth did would not be called sexy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. let's talk about the sexy queen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the passionate queen, she's, she is somebody that is very clear about her own sexuality and her own sexual power. And if you grew up like a lot of us, we didn't come up of age in sex positive environments, um, especially if we had certain faith traditions that were afraid of our sexuality and women's sexuality in general. This is so key because for women, our power center is tied to our womb and our womb space. Mm -hmm. And also, I like the Sanskrit word yoni to describe the vagina, you know, all of our sex organs. This is where our life force energy is generated. And that's why this conversation always will have an energetic component for me. That was the missing ingredient in my early work to understand that I needed to come all the way into my body and inhabit my pelvis, which is where my sacred life force energy sits. And the passionate queen is very much the, um, 
she's the caretaker of this area. And I am so pleased I had my friend Jenny Han, who is an amazing evolutionary artist, make portraits. Oh. of each of these queens. The artwork is beautiful. Yeah, I, it's you can just look at the artwork for a good hour and get some some energy off of it. It's absolutely. beautiful. They're transmissions. We we intentionally designed them that way. The the book is a full color book because it's meant to be an experience, right? Oh, And it so is. when I see that portrait of the Divine Queen, I'm looking at her, I have them all on the wall in front of me here. And she's laid back, sort of leaning back in this position with her knees falling open, just in this really receptive, soft, energy open energy this is what is available to us when we make friends with the passionate queen and this this was actually the area that led me into this work because my husband and i were struggling in the bedroom and it didn't surprise me because i was in this busy go 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 masculine energy all the day and by the time i got to the evening i had nothing left to give and Right. So I was either in that hard nosed place or I was wiped out and th that's not conducive for a, a juicy, loving sexual experience. So I had to learn how to tap into that energy and become open and receptive and heal a lot of you know, old beliefs and things, things that were in the way, a lot of stuff came up for healing around that. But the, the, the passionate queen, she's so important because this is how we stay vital and have, you know, vitality in our lives and, and, and a lot of energy to move and, and to be able to feel pleasure and delight. And, and we have a right to our needs, wants, and desires and a right to feel pleasure. And I had just discounted all of that as unimportant, not very spiritual, not necessary, and a distraction, much to my husband's chagrin. And, and now all that's changed and it's a very beautiful and rich part of my life. And you know, sometimes that, that area can get really messed up, you know, that we can overuse it and do the siren queen where we're actually sort of weaponizing our sexuality to manipulate people through pulling them in like a, like a siren does to the sailors, or we become stagnant and that stagnant energy just shuts down all of our capacity to really feel vital and enjoy life. And it actually shows up and it, it, it hampers our ability to be playful. It hampers our ability to be sensual and enjoy sensual things. So it's very important. They're all important. Uh, you know, and what I love about your book, Rima, is that it, it, like in that section, you have an exercise to do. You, you know, and I read it, I was like, oh, I feel that I can do that. Um, and it's and it's an energy exercise. It's not like bend over, touch your toes or it's an energy exercise. And it may, it makes a lot of sense to me, a lot of the exercises that you've added into at the end of some of these sections. Um, very helpful, very, very helpful. Yeah, we have to do the work, right? It's This is not right. one of those books you're gonna read and put on the shelf and go back to life the way it was. You have the opportunity in this book to actually answer questions, you know, their journal prompts to think through 
you know, and trace together, connect the dots of how you ended up where you are to, and then to make changes, to actually begin making real changes in your life. It is a book. It, um, I'm, I'm just going to affirm exactly what you said, but it is a book that you are going to put, once you've worked it, you're going to put it on your shelf because you want to go back to it. You want it. You're going to want to go, wait a minute. I'm not feeling right in this kind of situation. Where am I blocked? And you can find that in this book and then do the work again. It's, it, it's wonderful. It's everybody. It's the seven queendoms. And, um, and Rima, it, you have a website, rimabenario.com. You want to spell everything out for everybody? Sure. It's R-I-M-A-B-O-N-A-R-I-O. And, you know, I invite everyone to come to the website. There's some fun things on there. We've made a quiz where you can go in and answer a few questions and see what your strongest queen archetype is. And we'll uh, email you a, a really beautiful packet of information about that queen. Um, and you can check out some of the classes that I have going on. In fact, this fall, we're getting ready to do my two favorite things. Uh, one is the Queen's Council, which is a, a really packed 10 session program where I invite colleagues of mine to join me in teaching practices about each of these queens and it's uh, a, just a really beautiful um, practicum and then after that we'll open enrollment for my year-long program for those that really want to do a deep dive of really owning our own queens our queendoms oh my goodness who wouldn't want to do that it's so i I'm going to read another poem. Let's see if I don't sob. But before, I just want to say thank you, Rima, for the work that you're doing. Because it, it is resonating out in the world. I absolutely know it. I absolutely, if, if I'm feeling that energy, I know many, 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 many others are. So thank you so much for committing to being exactly who you are and, and being guided to do this for not only for yourself, but for others. Thank you. Thank you for that, Susan. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So here's another poem. I just want to see where I start. Okay. It's our, the tears are already starting. This is so silly. Okay, it's fabulous. Oh, sisters, stand firm upon the earth. Open your feet and breathe. Open your heart and feel, meet your soul and remember. It's time to remember, it's time to come home. You are whole and holy now and forever. The time has come to be seen. We are ready, you are ready. Be bold, be free, be wild, be you. Find your sisters and join hands for today we wake together. Today we wake together. And so it is. Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. 
You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>